Daily Ramam for Tuesday, Yudbeis El Tavshin Pei, the sixth parak, Pak Shishi of Hilchais Chuvu. So, yesterday we got to know the Rambam Shita, what the Rambam has to say regarding Bechir Chavshis, free will, a person has free will. And we saw the amount of uh, excitement and passion that Rambam brings to this topic, and uh, especially against the opinions, the, uh, the Shittas that he says he feels are uh, in contradiction to this idea. And we saw that Ram sort of has a bit of an extreme uh, approach to how Hashem really does not intervene, Hashem does not really get involved, um, or anything else in the world for that matter. Nothing can intervene with uh, man's behavior, man's actions. And I'm explaining how it's not a contradiction, though, that uh, the fact that everything's with Hashem's, with Hashem's will, because in this case, Hashem's will is that we should have uh, free choice, that so we should make the decisions. And he said it's not a contradiction to Hashem's knowledge, Hashem's idea. Why is that? So that's the thing that we can't really fully properly understand. Just like we already established there were other things we couldn't properly understand, like what is Hashem if he's not, uh, you know, there's no goof whatsoever. That's not something we can really understand, but we know it has to be that way. We don't understand how he and his day are one. And um, we already said that in Yusadiyah Taira, so we add this to the list that we don't really understand how, we can't really picture how it works, but uh, according to our religion, according to Seichel, you have to say that that's the way it works. And that's life, some things uh, apparently uh, you can't understand. And now that I'm today in Perekvav is going to continue uh, sort of arguing and, and discussing this topic, and this time dealing with various psukim in the Torah that seem to suggest otherwise, that uh, Hashem does somehow decide people's behavior in advance. So he starts right away, Perek Shishi, Halacha Aleph, Psukim Harbi Yesh Patayru B'divihan Nevi'im, there are a lot of psukim in the Torah and in the words of the Nevi'im that seem to be in contradiction to this rule. And most people get it wrong, which is an interesting admission of the Rambam. The Rambam is basically saying that he's uh, he knows he's in the minority on this on this subject, but uh, it doesn't stop him from writing uh, very strongly and possibly. Part of the tone is because uh, he thinks everyone's getting it wrong, so he speaks about it uh, sharply. But yalla daitan mehen, and people uh, imagine people understand from here. Shakadish Baruch Hu Geizer Al Adam Lasis Teva Yerod that Hashem is deciding, that Hashem is decreeing that a person should do good or evil, and they decide that, and they take from here. V'she'ain liba shel Adam Masu Leila Hatoisa B'Chol Asher Yirtza. They take from here that uh, a person is not in control. A person can't. Uh, is not in charge to over his mind, over his heart, to uh, go in whichever direction he'd like. So Rambam says, So I'm explaining a very important principle. And based on this principle, you're gonna understand all of these psukim. Uh, um, now, the, the psukim that Rambam is talking about, uh, as we'll see, some of them, a lot of them, are seemingly talking about specific instances, specific cases. Now, the Rambam himself is going to explain that there was something unique about those cases. But it seems like, from though, even if those psukim were in specific instances, it seems like people understood or at least the Ram understood that they understood that it is representative of the general Mitzvah. And then there are some circumstances that Ram is going to bring that actually do sound like they're speaking generally. And uh, the big principle that Ram is going to explain is going to be that he's going to explain there are certain very uh, specific exceptions that are that go against the big rule. And starting from here until through at least through Halacha Gimel, it's like one big hemshik. We're going to get to the punchline in Halacha Gimel. And I just point out again, just like yesterday, that uh, in Shemayin Prakim, that Ramat uh, Ram's Pirish and Perkyovis, 
So Parak Ches, the eighth chapter of the Shemana Prakim, corresponds to this Parak as well, Parak Hey, Parak Vav, a lot of overlap. All right, so now... Yeah. He's about to explain. He's going to go through systematically and explain a lot of stuff like that why sound people, like... Why people view it that way, but yeah. it's still, not, it's still yeah. not the case. Yeah, that's what he's doing here in this parak. He's dealing, he's treating all those psukim that seem to suggest otherwise. And he's going to explain how it doesn't uh, contradict his rule. So, um, so okay. So now he starts discussing how um, how heaven, how Lamaila they deal with uh, you know a case, someone does something wrong. What's the what's the uh, heavenly approach? How do they deal with it? Whether it's an individual who sins or there's a whole nation that sins, and the person who sinned did a sin of his own will, his own volition. And here you see the Ram is going to keep on. Uh, Injecting that every time he's going to phrase, describe a scenario, he always throws in the guy who did the sin. He did it on his own. He's full, you know, there shouldn't be any misunderstanding given for a moment. So if that guy did what he did willingly. As we explained, that's how it works. So now, so now we got to the right, the right, the right thing to do from heaven. They, they want to get back. They want to punish him because. And Hashem knows how it's going to happen. So this is part of the the overview here that Hashem doesn't always react equally to every sin, even if there is a punishment. It doesn't uh, get doled out equally. And He's going to go through different possibilities until back in Allah Gimel, He's going to get back to what we're uh, trying to say here regarding Bechira. So He starts uh, starts giving us uh, an overview. Yesh chet star sins shadin naisin. This is a term that Ram uses here a bunch of times. Shadin Naisen. It seems like uh, that in Hashem's din, the midas the, hadin, the, whatever it is that uh, it's, judgment dictates, that he should be punished uh, for his sin in this world. So there are some sins like that where judgment dictates he should be punished here. Whether it is on body, bodily harm, or uh, Finances, his possessions, or even his his, his young children. Ramam interjects to to, to affirm Shabanam Shalad Maktanim because if a person has young children, Shaimbam Das, they don't have their own really independent mind and they haven't reached the, the state of their own obligation of mitzvahs, Kikinyonein, there are like his possessions. So they can be targeted uh, if we want to punish him. He says, Kosov, it says, Ishbechata Yumas. So where does it say Ishbechatah? So first of all, we have it in Kiseitse. It says, Lehimsu avis abanim, abanim lehimsu alavis, Ishbechatah yimasu. That uh, fathers aren't punished for children, children aren't punished for fathers, each man is punished for his own sin. You, uh, it says yimasu. And Malachim Beis says that um, after Yoyash, um, Kimelch Yehuda, was killed by his own uh, servants for whatever reason. So uh, his son Amatzio became the king. He was 25. He was a king for 29 years. He was pretty good. He was pretty okay. Although the bummers, they stopped. They still kept going. The bummers. And then he says, when he finally had uh, taken full control of the kingdom, so then he took revenge against uh, the avod of Hamakim as And the pasuk notes was bnei Hamakim Hamas. He didn't kill their children, even though uh, in those days, if a king was taking revenge uh, over uh, the murder of his father, it might have been expected. It would have been understandable if he did kill their children, but he didn't. 
Kakasa b'sefer Teiras Meisha, because it's quoting Teiras Meisha. Ashatziva Hashem Leimar Leyumsu Avis Abanu Abanu Leyumsu Alavis Ki Im Ish Bechata Yumas. So again, like a quote in Nach from Chumash that there's this idea, even actively, even as a king, who's he's deciding who he wants to punish. He left the children alone. He let them. He didn't touch them. Anyway, so. The message here is that children seemingly shouldn't be punished for their father's sin. And the person himself, Ishbachat Ayumas, the person's punished for his own. But the Ram says, Kasa Ishbachat Ayumas, Adshe Asa Ish. The Diuk is, is that Dafka when he's an Ish, Dafka when he's his own man, then as his own man, he gets punished for himself and no one else would be punished for him or he for someone else. But a child who's not an Ish could be punished for his father. Or continue just to point out this interesting halacha that's uh, based on this line in the Rambam. Is uh, there was a, towards the end of the Rishonim, there was the Rashbats lived in Algeria. There's the Shalos of Shuvas at Hashbets. Um, so he has a Shaila there. Someone asked the Rashbats a Shaila that uh, we see that people have a child who's sick, and then the child recovers, and they go to the Sefer Torah and they bench Goimo for the child. And the question is, is this a bracha levatala? I mean, you weren't sick. Or maybe not. Maybe, uh, of course, he's very happy over his son's recovery. So, um, so the, the, the Rashbat answers that if you look, uh, there's a Gemara that says that um, there was someone, who, uh, one of the Muram was sick, and then someone else uh, came to visit, and they said, that They said a bracha to Hashem, oh, thank you, Hashem, for giving us back, giving you back to us. And the Torah says based on that and others that it seems from here that uh, others can say uh, bracha ma'af someone else with a shame of and but the person who's sick has to answer amen. If the person making the bracha was sick himself, then he's mamish being yoytze himself, so then you wouldn't even have to answer amen. You could be yoytze without answering amen. But here, but just like any good thing that happens to you, you want to thank Hashem. So you feel this is a big time for you. You can thank Hashem for that also. But just, it's not a bracha for their actual chiv. So that's why the other one has to answer on me. So from here you see that uh, even chaveirim can uh, make the bracha. So uh, he says, from here you can see, he says, Yesh Lumerak, Tsasanashim, Shinoegim, Kshiyodis, Nishesayam, Him Aindim, Levarchim, Berchasagaymos. Remember, we can learn that when a wife, when a person's wife gives birth, the eldest, they go and bench Goymos, just like over here. I, there's a Rashba that says that, you know, you can't learn from those, from those Amir, and you can't just make brachas going around making brachas for other people. He says, even the Rashba is going to be made, uh, that's if you're a stranger. But but if he's saying that in the Gemara, as a rab, the, the rabbi, the, they were able to say the bracha, just not a stranger. So if it's your own child, so for sure you should be able to make a bracha for your own child. And he says, especially, Why would the child die anyway? The child would die due to this father's sins. It's a Gemara. It's to hurt the father. So here you see in this Rambam that uh, the Ram says clear that uh, they're getting punished for the father. Rashi wouldn't have a problem with that. 
and uh, Chabad, there's all discussion about the Yel dispensing going mode, it's still a discussion that's ongoing till today. With Dar Makari, the Rebbe says the women, the women themselves bench going mode, and the many maybe was not to. And then uh, one place in the Sikha, the Rebbe mentions that there is this minute that maybe the uh, the husband taka benches going mode because uh, that was mentioning regarding the Shiras Hanashim by the Kriyat Yamsuf, the why did the women sing? Why couldn't the men sing for them? Just like we see that uh, sometimes for Tzniyas, the husband makes the makes the bracha. But anyway, this is specifically regarding children, so the Rashbat's connected to this around the pile for, for what? For the eldest or for a child? For uh, that's the minig, apparently. That's uh, in the Maskana, most of most people's Maskana, yeah. Alright, so back to uh, back to the Ram. So the Ram's trying to get somewhere. So the Ram said, so there's a chet that you get punished in this world, whether like this or like that. But yes, chet, and now he goes back to the next point. Yes, chet. Fine, or doesn't have to be in this world. Some some people, uh, the judgment dictates they should be punished in the world to come. There's no damage here, no harm here. And sometimes it could be both here and in the world to come. We're still we're still getting some. We're still we're, we're trying to get to the point. And now that I'm, um, goes and mentions again the, where the role of tshuva is over here. It's all leading us to the punishment. But when are you going to get punished for your sin if you didn't do tshuva? But if you did do tshuva, tshuva katris, lefnea paronis, the tshuva is like a shield in the face of harm. This is the Washington Perkei Avis, that the tris lefnea paronis is actually a long sikh from the Rebbe's Muga about the Mishnah that the Avelim learn, the Gimel this, Gimel this is Gimel trisenhein, uh, regarding Tumah, depending what the Tris is used for, whether it becomes Tumah or not, and the Rebbe explains how, uh, how what the Tris mean in Avayi Hashem in connection with this idea that you have the Tris Befnei Aparano, so there's different levels of Tris. Anyway, Kushem Tris is a shield, and in the time of the Mishnah, there were three there were three actual types of shields. Some were larger, some were very small, just for sport. It explains how that translates into Avedis Hashem in, in line with this lotion that the uh, tshuva is like a tris and the is like a shield in the face of, of harm. And again, the Ravan wants to use the opportunity again to emphasize that it's always your own will. You sinned of your own will. The tshuva is of your own will. So far, everything's of your own will and Hashem is just deciding whether to punish you or how. And if you do tshuva, he won't punish you. Okay, so we're, we're, what's, what's the point? Where we were... Oh, so we're getting to the point. So it's possible that a person will sin, such a great sin, maybe it's one large sin, or many multiple sins, just the, the quantity was just way too much, until Shiitan Hadin, again, that Lashon, that judgment dictates, before Diana Amos, before Hashem was the true judge, so how are we going to how are we going to punish this guy for these sins? Which again he did willingly. We're going to what we're going to do is Shemayinim Yimenu Atshuva. We're going to prevent him from doing Shuva. We're not giving him permission to return to the Shuva because he should die and be destroyed by virtue of these sins that he did. So Shemayinu, we mentioned already yesterday that uh, really the whole Torah in the Parak Dalid. Uh, is before we yesterday the Ram, before the Ram got into the whole parakeh about how uh, you're fully in control Parakdal we had a whole list of things that do seem to stop slow you down from doing tshuva although there the Ram ended off 
The Paragdal, he emphasized that all those things are ma'akiv, they slow you down, they get in the way, nothing prevents you. Here, the Ram is saying, there's actually a concept, shemoinen, it prevents you. What's the idea? Shiyamus v'yayvad. That itself seems to be a kind of punishment that you're sort of getting, you know, slapped around with your sins, and uh, although you're technically still alive, it's uh, sort of like a like a horror that uh, your sins are coming to bite you, and you're watching helplessly, and there's nothing you can do. That itself is a very uh, strong psychological punishment. So that could be a form of punishment. Hashem feels like it. That uh, that's within Hashem's right to take away your your bechira at that point, because you're already past due. You're you're already finished. Now that I'm start talking about the Psukim. So who Shakadish Baruch Hu Emra Yudeya Shayo? So for example, we see Yeshaya, Hashmin Leva Omazah, the Osnev Hachbid, Vain of Hosha. So all different Lashinas about how their their heart, their mind is closed, and their ears are closed, and their eyes are closed. Panyura Bainov Baznov Yishmol of Avayov and Vishavarofla, because if they're not closed, then they might uh, see with their eyes, or hear with their ears, or understand with their with their mind, their heart, and uh, they'll go and do chuva. So here you see that uh, Hashem is saying to Yeshaya that uh, sometimes we don't want them to do chuva. But in specific cases, so this these psukim actually seem to I don't think the Rambam felt they were caught they were challenging him. These psukim seem to be clearly talking about specific cases in which Hashem says, you know what, I'm finished with you. Chaynuayim or another example in Divrei Yomim, um, right? We said I think we quoted this once before. That's all the way towards the end. What's What's the, so they, they were insulting Hashem's messengers and, and being very disrespectful until Hashem got angry. Ad le'ein marpe that until there was no, no healing. What does that mean? Kolaymar chotu beretzaynam. Originally, of course, they were sinning on their own. But here, and did a lot. They were very bad. Then all the way at the end, Hashem decided, you know what? No more tshuva shehi hamarpe. That would be the healing in this case, and that's when the churban baistrushin happened uh, all the way at the end of Divrei Yomim. By the way, there's a whole discussion uh, in, in reverse whether uh, a tzaddik can have his bechira taken away so that he don't, he has he's incapable of doing anything bad. And there are a number of sermons that have a discussion about this uh, specifically regarding Meish Rabbeinu. Right? It was one of what would happen if Meish Rabbeinu suddenly uh, the whole time is based on Meish Rabbeinu. What if Meish Rabbeinu has bechira and what if he uh, suddenly decides to undermine the whole Torah that he just taught us? That would cause a lot of problems. So you know maybe Hashem took away his bechira to make sure that. Uh, Everything's under lock and key. So that's a discussion. Also, you know, people I've seen that people debate according to Paris Chabad, Sadak Vatoivloy. Does Sadak Vatoivloy mean that uh, he can't sin, or, you know, or does that mean something else? But that's not what I'm focusing on here. I'm focusing just on the, the Russia who loses the ability to do good. Right. That's Hashem's zera about where he's going. Right, but in that sense, he stopped his chuba. Mm-hmm. He, he wanted. He, he told me, please let me, please let me. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't want. Okay. Could be related. Um, so now that the Rambam established his, his principles, so now he's going to get into the, the more murky uh, situations, and he's going to explain them in accordance with his approach. So So this is the big the big discussion. I'm going to harden Pare's heart. So what's going on here? Why is Hashem hardening Pare's heart? And if he's hardening Pare's heart, why are you punishing Pare? What did Pare do wrong? So the fish no. First, originally he sinned on his own. And he harmed the Jews in his latch. That was all power. That was before Hashem said anything about the Chazak Pare. That was all power's idea. 
So then, Nasan Adin, justice, the judgment dictated, to prevent him from doing tshuva until he was punished, till they were through with him. At the end of Allah Kahay, the Ram is going to ask, what about the, the, Bispin Absarim, where Hashem said seemingly way, way, way in advance of what the Minoes, that's a separate question, I'm going to get to that later. But here we're just talking about in the story with Meshach and Pari already, it says, when slave Pari, he says, that's after Ovin is that's after he came up with it himself. So that's why it's a very unique case, it's not representative. And uh, the whole point of the story is, the whole Hemshech on the story of the Sipur is that Hashem is toying with him in a not a normal way. And it's only talking about the tshuva. It's not talking about the sin itself. Hashem hardened him and made him sin to begin with. No, he sinned on his own. And then Hashem hardened his heart to prevent him from doing tshuva. For the purposes of, no, so one thing we're going to see here, there's no purpose, for the purposes of this discussion, no, absolutely no, uh, no difference at all. Uh, no indication there's any difference, no. Um, so the Ram is saying, the sin itself is Now, yeah, he keeps on saying, well, tshuva, well, tshuva would be to let them go, and that's the one thing that he could do to redeem himself right now, and so that's it's a form of tshuva. That would be the tshuva, and Hashem prevented him from doing that act of tshuva, which is to let them go, so he can punish him. Uh, so now that I'm continuing, says, So on the other hand, Maisha keeps on being sent to him. What's this whole, uh, what's this whole spectacle? Maisha keeps on asking him, what's he asking him from? He's not going to send him to Yadati. Even Maisha is saying, I know you're not going to let it happen. Hashem said, clearly, this is why I'm sending you up over here for this to, to take this fall. So well, well, why is there? Why is he sending him? Why, why is there a conversation? That spectacle in itself was to let everyone know that when Hashem wishes to prevent the sinner from doing tshuva, he's helpless. He can't. Uh, he can't fix it. He dies from the wickedness, which initially, again, it was all his fault. So meaning, in the psukim, he keeps on saying, "I'm doing this to you." So everyone should know my greatness. So it's not just that he's keeping them in Mitzrayim so Hashem can go through all the makas, the very spectacular makas. Part of the spectacle is not just the makas, the dumps for there. Part of the spectacle is, wow, look at this person who's tormented. He can't, uh, he wants to help himself and he can't help himself. Look how terrible that is. That itself is his own punishment, as we said before. That's part of the, the punishment. So that was part of what Hashem was trying to, that's why he kept on sending Moshe to, that was like part of the, the torment, part of the teasing that uh, there was nothing he could do about it anyway. But again, as he emphasized, it was always the original sin that he did on his own. Now moving on to other cases. In the case of Sichon, so the Yidin wanted to ever pass through Sichon's land. There was no reason why they couldn't go through Sichon's land. It's not like Moab or Amin or Edom where they really couldn't start up with them. And Sichon could have just easily agreed. They said, we're not trying to start up with you, Sichon. You're not uh, our target. And Sichon said, no. And he went out to war with them and he got uh, destroyed. The Torah says in Dvarim that uh, Hashem hardened his, his spirit. Why? He says there must have been other sins from before. Nothing to do with Jews, because he wasn't interacting with Jews before, but uh, there must have been some other sins that he had done, and Hashem fell like, oh, well, the Yidna are passing through, here's a nice opportunity, let's harden his heart, and let that be the cause of his destruction. 
the same goes for the Jews in the time of those who did a lot of Averis, he prevented them from doing Tshuva. So this is possible that it says at all. He tells Hashem, you, uh, you're the one who, uh, who stopped them, who uh, turned their hearts backwards. So uh, it's true. Sometimes Hashem, even for Jews, Hashem turns their hearts backwards. Hashem prevents them from doing Tshuva because they must have been Especially wicked, and again, it's not—it's not the sin itself. Yeah. But uh, but this phrase, and I'm takes that phrase and says that this is actually a statement that Hashem prevented them from doing tshuva and um, because of previous sins that they had done before. It's not that uh, that you caused them to sin in the first place. No, they sin in the first place, and you caused them to get stuck there. Now the Ram sums it up all in short. So what are we saying? He never decreed that Pari should do the original harm to the Jews. And he never decreed that Sichan should do whatever sins he did in his land. And he never decreed that the Kananim should do whatever horrible, disgusting things they were doing. And he never decreed that the Jews should serve every desire in the first place. Uh, they all did it on their own. And then, that's what he took come in and say, oh, then Hashem said, no more true of you. Alright, so now that we uh, established this, and so now we can, now that it moves on to Pesukim, where it seems like we're asking for Hashem's intervention in our life. May Hashem la'ozram al So it's along these lines that Nevi'im and Tzadikim are asking from Hashem, there's a sicha somewhere the Rebbe says that we're talking about greater said not just we say yesterday sometimes tzaddik in this context just means a good guy, but here we're probably talking about uh, greater tzaddikim on the line with the neviim. But feel the same. Hashem la'azim al darach emes to help them al darach emes meaning to go on the right path. Kamesh Amar David hareini Hashem darkachas. We have this pasuk in the David Hashem Mary that we're saying every day hareini Hashem darkachas nacheni berach mishal man sherei put me on the show me the path. But although from the, from the Ram's continuation here, it sounds like the Ram means the other Pasuk in the Tefillah David Hata Hashem Azbachaneri that we say every day before Shishal Yayim when we say Tachnon. So it says there, Hereni Hashem Darkacha, Ahalech Bamitacha, Yachid Lavavi Liyirashmacha. So the Ram says here, Kalemer, Alyim Nuuni Chatoi Darkacha Amas. May my sins not prevent me from going on Darkacha, Amitacha. So uh, make sure, please let me stay on the right path. Don't let my sins that I did on my own will prevent me from ever getting back on the right path. That's in Lametzeach Levoy that we say in Kriyashma. When we sit down and claim it, Haniach, Ruchi, Lasseis Chafza. Allow my spirit to do what it wishes or what you wish. May my sins not prevent me. From Tshuva, 
I should have the permission and the choice until I figure things out and get back on the right track. And along these lines, everything else. So from here, it also sounds like that Amam is not uh, really using the whole term of which usually we explain that on a, on a personal level. Hashem is helping you. Hashem is giving you the kaiches. Here it sounds almost like that I'm saying that Hashem never gets involved in your own uh, in your own nefesh, unless it's a special punishment we said before, like a negative. So here, the, the next cat pattern, you know, comes to explain that actually, in a certain sense, maybe we could say Hashem does. Let's see what the Ram says. Maaz Hashem Amar David, Tevi Yasher Hashem, Alken Yerech Atar Maderech. Which we say in the philosophy every day. Sounds like it's saying that uh, Hashem sends the helps the the sinners get on the right path. He helps the novim go the right way. So is Hashem intervening? Is Hashem putting us on the right path or not? It's not Hashem intervening in your life. Just Hashem generally sends prophets. That's the one thing Hashem does. He sends people with messages. But not that Hashem mixes into your mind. And another thing could be, could be referring to that Imam says is that that not currently, Hashem is not getting involved now, but Hashem pre-programmed that man always has the ability to figure things out and to get on the right track. Everyone has this trait. As long as you are drawn on the right path of wisdom, of justice, so then you like it more and more and you chase it. And that's what Chacham said. Someone who wants to do good, he gets help. He'll find himself help. So that I'm saying that's like a pre-programmed thing into a person. And if he ever wants to get on the right track, he'll find that it's getting, it starts going easily for him once he gets on the right track. But the Ram seems to not want to even say that if we dive into Hashem, oh, please Hashem, help me do tshuva. Like that doesn't sound like something... Uh, the Rambam would uh, agree with. Except unless you're doubting that Hashem shouldn't take away your Bechira. And now the Rambam is going to go and ask the big questions from cases where it seems like Hashem announced way, way in advance about what's going to happen. Like Kosovo, it says Hashem told the Bishman Absarim that they're going to be enslaved, the Mitzrayim are going to enslave them and hurt them. Every individual still had his own individual uh, free will. If he didn't want to serve idols, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. What Hashem is really saying here is just uh, the nature of the world. So that would be similar to me and you. You see this whole group of people, this whole, this whole nation, some of them are good guys and some of them are bad guys. So if I make a statement and say some of these, uh, these million people, some of them are good guys and some of them are bad guys. So then can the criminal go to court and say, for niggas that love Shia Rasha, it's not my fault I did a crime because this guy just said yesterday that of this, uh, of the, you know, there will be crimes done today. There will be criminals here. So it's, it's his fault. No. 
So that's what Hashem is saying. Hashem says, I know that the world, nature of the world is that these things are going to happen. So, so similarly, Russia can't say, oh, Hashem said they're going to be Risham, so that's why I sin. Just like Hashem says, always are going to be poor people. Um, also, it doesn't seem to be suggesting that Hashem necessarily is deciding who's poor, but we're just saying that the, the always are going to be poor people, the always are going to be wicked people. So that's how the Ravim wants to answer. The same for the Egyptians. All those people hurting Jews, each one had individual choice not to participate. He didn't decree on a particular person. All he said was that your children are going to be in a land that doesn't, uh, that, that's not theirs. Which, by the way, that I might, might even be hinting here that uh, Hashem didn't even say which nation. Look in Bismin Absalom, it just says, so it could be, I don't know if that's what the Ram means to say or not, but it could be he's hinting that it didn't even have to be the Mitzrayim. For Hamari, but then the Ram goes back and says, "We already said in Parakesh and Kayach Ba'adim Leida, Hey Achida, because Shmuel Chadvar Moshe is in the We don't know how Hashem knows what's going to be the future. So it sounds like now that I'm saying it's not exactly like his Moshe before. Before he said the Moshe, oh, this, out of a million people that are Rishayim, you and I can say now that I'm standing off and saying, oh, Hashem knows things in ways that we don't understand. So maybe the Ramam thinks of Avodim being away some was a little too specific." And so maybe ultimately it's similar to what we do, but at the end of the day, when Hashem said these things, it was sort of Hashem's special knowledge. I was though, if the Ram is mentioning this over here, then why did we go through this whole parak? We could have skipped the whole parak and said that in every single case that we have here, Pare, Sichain, all these people, Hashem could, we just said, Hashem knows everything in advance. We don't know how that works. So if Hashem knows it in advance, he could also say it in advance. And we won't know how it works. So we could have just said, all the Psukim and the Taita, we don't know how they work. We don't know how it makes sense. But it's not a stir because uh, so apparently it seems like the Ramam doesn't want to, he wants to minimize that as much as possible. And it's better to say that there's a, a message that we can understand as opposed to a message that we can't understand. Lech Mishnah also says, Zem turets v'mashu tiritz l'mayla. Uh, meaning we could have answered the, the thing that the, the idea doesn't force the Bechir, this is what he said regarding the cost of a of Avadami Noyes, he could have used the old answer, but he wanted to give a better answer. Then he says, well, and at the end he says, you know, like the Ramam is saying, you know, we actually do have that other answer as well. The Raiva attacks the Ramam here, uh, he says, it's unspiced, he says, I almost think it's divri naros, foolish, if the Ramam says that Hashem says, "Oh, I didn't uh, say you're going to do it. I just said that someone's going to do it." He says, "People can still say to Hashem just because you didn't say my name. You said this, you made a decree, and then I'm the one who did it. So clearly, you were decreeing that I'm going to do it. You were, you were decreeing that someone else is going to do it. That guy didn't do it. So if your gzera was about him, then your gzera didn't happen. So you made a gzera. I did it. That fulfilled your gzera. So clearly, that's what the I don't know if the Ramam would accept that counter argument. So he has a different approach. He says that." Um, Already said that first of all, Shem's uh, is not exera, and even Meishe says Meishe said hashkis tashkis. So Meishe himself was saying that. So kol shekain habayda that the, when Hashem says that it's not exera, so that gets into that. On so the Mitzrayim, it says first of all, Hashem uses a worse person to punish a lesser person. So the Mitzrayim were Rishayim anyways. That's a big chiddush that they were they were deserved the makas for whatever they did before the Jews ever showed up, which maybe that doesn't fit so well with the pesukah. And he says, and if they were listening to Meishe, just to finish the second, if they were listening to Meishe. They, uh, and they would have sent the Yidden out, which Ram said they couldn't, but I guess they had a chance before they couldn't. If they would have sent them out before Hashem stopped them, they wouldn't have gotten Marcus, they wouldn't have drowned in the sea. So there was uh, that extra maze of Pare, 
And number two, he says, maybe it could be that Hashem said, and they added the parach, they added the extra. So for that extra stuff that they added, there's a big discussion, Rebbe Sikh is about it, and uh, we'll leave it at that.